Well, because the guy was trying to, he was trying to caress a horse and convince a horse to pick him as the chosen one because the, the horse could see the future. So he picked up a dead horse and they had the dead horse pick him as the overall leader of all the magical world. But then they found out that the horse was alive. Kenobi. I'm not a monster. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. You all feeling that was a very holiday appropriate episode. I'm Don't very start. excited. I, I've had everybody. Nope. You opened a door and I am walking through it. Uh, I'm glad it was appropriate, Doug. It was, yeah, it was very timely, very appropriate. Um, hope. Hopefully, hopefully everybody is doing well. I'm very excited to be with you all. We got a fun episode, y'all. We got a fun one. So we we kind of have a, as our title suggests, it's a bring your own movie review episode of Uh Films in Black and White. So we kind of do this one wherever we're on a break. Um, (laughs) Who do you think you are? Um, I am. I am. Um, So (laughs) it's... Wherever you are, we kind of all come on our break. We'll bring back something each separately, sort of disjointed. Do like three little mini reviews. But what's more important is that we're all here together to celebrate with you all. Uh, We also have some very exciting news coming up that I'll get to after we do intros. So I am going to kick it on over to Marcus J. Destin, a.k.a. Freak Boy Dumbledore. Marcus, mm-hmm. how you feeling, sir? Oh, yeah. I'm feeling like Dumbledore, like a freak. You know what I mean? <laughs> freak nasty. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't so, know. I'm man. excited for you. But, uh, I'm sure everybody's like, what the fuck was he watching over here? Over here? <laughs> he was <laughs> over here reading a sharper <laughs> image catalog. The review. <laughs> Tune in to find out how I found out Dumbledore was a freak. No, I'm good. Happy to be here with my guys. Ready to get the pot on and popping. Yes. And really excited for the really exciting news um, that we kind of just got right before. Yeah, right before we started the show. So, and it's Christmas time, motherfuckers. So, it buy is. humbug these nuts. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Um. Well, thank you. It is Christmas time. I'm talking to him indirectly. Yeah, I, I put up my Christmas tree indirectly. I listened to Christmas music as I took my children to school today. Wow. wow. We have been a month now. Too late. The door. Nope. I mean, I'm right yeah, on. Yeah, you're you're a 30 days late, late, man. A wizard is neither too late. Too early, he arrives precisely when Who he needs to. <laughs> <laughs> Roman in the chat saying, "Maybe you downloaded the wrong." Harry I think Potter. he might have. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, Booty uh, Wizards 2005. <laughs> <laughs> Big Booty Wizards. Uh, Brian Roush, aka Circleback, after the holidays. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm fe- I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It was it was a nice chill weekend. I was in that sweet Zen zone. Like it was yeah. it was nice. That turkey and the trip to Pan they hit me hard. I got sleepy, but it was very restful. I, I got to do a lot of stuff I've been wanting to do. I got to like binge play some Spider Man too, which was really oh. fun. I have the Venom suit now, and it's just, it's a blast. It's fun. Um, But yeah, I also got to read my book. It's great. Crescent City, number two, The House of Sky and Breath. We're back. We're back to the Fays and the Wizards and the Witches all living in a modern city. It's great. It's great, everybody. So 
it was good. It was nice, relaxing. And then I watched like a ton of movies. So, um, yeah. It's awesome. Brian is so zen, you can see it in his face. You really like, can. He is just like, like, he is so zened out. He's a beacon of light over yeah. there. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just relaxing. Just this radiant. Radiant, just radiant holiday joy. With holiday energy. Enjoying himself. And just loving life. So, Doug, Rick's how are you? you? How are you doing, I, bud? You know, Richard I'm the doing... Bramble Grouch. That's a that's a little tip of the hat to the bonus episode we're gonna do for our Patty family. Oh, it's uh, on the Patreon. I yeah. subscribe to the Patreon if you want to listen to us talk money plane. Um, I watched that today, which was oh, you waited till today. It was a thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was a thing. Well, I had we had to put we had to decorate the whole house for Christmas. Um, I have a Christmas tree that might be too big for my house. Um, possible and i don't and i don't mean that in the sense of like hey that's just too much spirit spirit for my house what i mean is the angel's head is like touching the ceiling so yeah, like she's fine. like it's like tree and pinned her between yeah. the tree and everything so we're just, just like santa there. likes it just yeah. Just as that jolly old bastard enjoyed. Um, <laughs> was that bad? I was just saying. I was just making that. That wasn't a no. joke. I was just saying. No, I'm happy with. Did it. Did that come out? The Brian looked at me weird, like I said something naughty. I, I don't know. It was what you said. Pinned. I don't know, man. Oh, I, I don't did. know what's I happening here. Say it's like, 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 pinned my Christmas on the tree's been oh, okay. up for like Sorry. almost a month now. Yeah. So like, boy, I'm glad that you're freak here. Freak boy, done. Dumbledore really rubbing off on me. Huh? That's really is. <laughs> I I also got to travel. Uh, I went to Minneapolis to see my folks, which was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, got to enjoy the very first snow of the season uh, yes. Yes. on the drive back, which was oh. a, a lot of fun. Um, and so, yeah, it was not thrilled. Was not no. thrilled. No, the cool. driving in the snow is just never good. Um. Yeah, but I'm so excited that we're all here uh, because we also have a very big announcement. As I've kind of alluded to last week when we were doing our thankful episode, in addition to me being very grateful for Brian and Marcus and their friendship, not to rehash it, but I'm also very, very grateful for the fact that we are near a major milestone. So we are five downloads away from crossing over to our 10,000 download mark. Now, um, this is exciting for us. It does matching my pitches always going to throw me up. So one of the things that I'm very excited, the reason why this is a big deal is most independent podcasts don't make it to this metric. So really excited, proud of us. So next week, here to say it, uh, live on air and in living color, as Marcus says, we are going to do an episode celebrating reaching that 10,000 milestone. So we're going to do some reflection on the episodes past, maybe some things that we're excited about in the future. Um, we're very, very excited. Thank you, Roman. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Roman. Because all thank 10K you, came from Roman Myers. It's, all, yeah, he he it. it. it's just him downloading it one after Absolutely. another. He, just, he, he listened to all 100 episodes. Fact, oh my you God, check it right now, time. those five downloads, Roman Myers is all yeah, he just was like, fuck it, it. Let's go back. Let's go just back and make sure we get all everything. <laughs> every day. Yeah. Um, and so very excited about that. So thank you to all who listened and supported. Um, we're excited to celebrate with you. Um, and so, yes. And Roman, to your point, I did post, if you are in our Pat Patreon family or what we've called as the Patty family, Patty I did put a poll in there today asking, 
should you continue to be called the Patty family? Let's you go. know, there are some Pretty podcasts good. that have exclusive names for their exclusive clubs. I think the Kelsey Brothers New Heights podcast calls their fans the 92 percenters. Oh, what do wow. we want to call ourselves? Yeah. Um, the two suggestions. The motherfuckers. That, that's a choice. <laughs> that's something we could do. <laughs> that's, we could do that. I don't know if we will, but, but we sure could. Um, that's the hundred dollar tier. The hundred dollar tier gets you the, the motherfuckers. The motherfuckers. Um, and so the two is Roman Myers says we should they should be called the showrunners with a capital S. Oh, which oh, I actually I like it. Really oh, like that. Actually, make fits into the film. The film uh, like sure does. Yeah, um, yeah. Chris Shoulders wants to be called the Illuminati, which I'm not sure how I feel about. That's <laughs> not well, sure if we want to go that we'll start attracting a different yeah. audience. You know why I tune in? I tune in every week because of their, you know, how what they say about the government and the lizard people that actually run it. Um, um, so that's the nasty man voice. Came that's, back. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, he's, he's pretty close. Yep. 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 That's Probably what they want to do. They want to use the water to take the frog children DNA and make our children invincible oh, to, you know, and the rays that come down from the government. Um, so that's, that's them. Uh, and now I can't come out of it. I love it. I love I can't, it. I've gone too far, and I kind of no, look yeah, you know, I, was gonna, I was gonna let you rock until enough. you felt comfortable to come back to it. I know, like, yeah, I was. You ever, you ever get somewhere and you go on a tirade and you look around and you're like, oh no, it's just me, huh? Yeah, it's just I'm the yeah. last one. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, last yeah. one here. regularly. Good, yes. in there. Um, gentlemen, very excited to celebrate with you all, but more importantly, yeah, yeah. we have a little game we like to call Catch That Quotable. Silky sounds of Marcus J. Uh, gentlemen, we have an outstanding quote to oh. go through. It's a little bit longer, but I'm excited mm. about it. Um, are you all ready for this week's quote? Ready. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Um, cool. All right. I'm, right. I'm looking for a book. Something that can help me deal with what might be an awkward situation. Something funny might be nice, but not necessarily big ha, 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 laugh, 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 laugh funny. And certainly not make fun of other people funny, but rather something human funny. And uh, if it could uh, sneak up on you, surprise you, and at the same time make you think that what you thought wasn't only right in a wrong kind of way, but when you're wrong, there's a certain rightness in your wrongness. Well, what I mean is, more importantly, I'm looking to be swept up and at the same time, not. That's the whole quote. Do you want to read it again before I start the timer? I'm going to read it again because the whole timer might take up. So here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking for a book, something that can help me deal with what might be an awkward situation. Something funny might be nice, but not necessarily big ha ha ha, laugh, laugh, laugh. And certainly not make fun of other people funny, but rather something human funny. And uh, if it could uh, sneak up on you, surprise you, and at the same time make you think that what you thought wasn't only right in a wrong kind of way, but when you're wrong, there's a certain kind of rightness in your wrongness. Well, what I mean is, more importantly, I'm looking to be swept up and at the same time not. Start that clock. 
I don't know what the fuck going on. I don't know what this Marcus, is. Marcus, you're supposed to bail us out. Come on. I was almost going to say, this is this is Marcus's catch that quotable with no, how he's I, been on a hot streak. I mean, I can't. I mean, it sounds like it, it's, it sounds like one of those kind of um, fumbling monologues that you would get from like yeah. uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or right. maybe The Office or something. You know what I mean? Like uh, Steve Carell or a yeah. uh, yeah. uh, the guy who plays uh, his assistant to the general manager. Yeah. I also think it, it also, some for some reason, also simultaneously gives off Ryan Reynolds vibes. Yeah. That's a good guess. Good guess. That's, probably, that's even better. Gives off that vibe, but and I don't. Which, and I think it's the Ryan way Reynolds. the monologue is. Fuck, but I don't know. Any... I'm thinking it's Ryan Reynolds movies now. Ooh, Marcus said a hint. Uh, who's in it? According to Roman, who's in the chat, you said a hint. Marcus said a hint. Wait, oh shit! So Office. It well, it's not a TV show. I said Brooklyn Nine Nine. The okay. Office. Andy Sandberg. Uh, Rain Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Steve Carell, Scott, Jim, yeah, Jim, uh, oh my god, Jim, Cur- Jim Krasinski. Uh, so it sounds like it to me, it sounds like Steve Carell because he can really do that bumbling, extended yeah. monologue of like fumbling over himself. Is, All is I this... know is Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, it could be I, okay. This is gonna, this is wild. I know in 40 year old virgin. There's a scene in the bookstore with Elizabeth Banks. But, oh, fuck, you're right. There is. That's but another good guess. I haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen that movie in a long, long time. time. There's another Steve Carell movie that I know. I, like that I, guess, I can Brad. see the flyer, though. Like, head between a sandwich. Or somebody pouring something on top of his head. Is it syrup? Oh, it's a, it's, he's got a head pancakes. on pancakes. And yes. they're pouring oh, pancakes Dan in real life. Dan in real life. I've never yeah. seen that movie, but I, I know the poster. Either. I don't think I've me seen that either. movie. I just see the posters of like that. All I see is like 40-year-old virgin, that poster, and then another poster. Uh, I'm hitching my, I'm, I am hitching my cart to Brian's horse. Like I am prepared to sign on. Oh my gosh, forty year old virgin. I mean, I, that's the only thing I can think of right I'm now. I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Little Miss Sunshine because I have yeah. not seen Dan the, the Dan movie and Dan in real life. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's 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 do it. It's here. not the one with the, he was a wrestler, right? Because that one was dark as shit. Remember that one when it was him and oh, um, Fox. Fox. Uh, is it not Fox? Found Fox. Foxhound. Foxhound. That movie was intense as fuck. Yeah, okay. that was that was supposed to be his Oscar movie. Yeah, I don't see okay. how. He, yeah, that was intense. Okay, we we didn't get it. Foxcatcher. Oh, okay, uh, was it Foxcatcher? It was no. Foxcatcher, and oh. Foxcatcher was, was a it? it was a Netflix produced movie about a real life series of events that took place in the late eighties or early nineties, and it's around college wrestling. Put a pin in it. This movie. I'll come back. Oh, not, I thought not you said this the quote was from Fox. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not, no, not that. The movie I missed you were that completely. About. That tone no, the switched movie you were completely. Talking about. No, this is Dan in real life. So we oh, were there. Wow. We were there. We just didn't feel good about it, okay. which is fine. I haven't seen the movie. so I Neither have I. Yeah. So. But we I mean, the poster. I, yeah, nailed, yeah, nailed no that poster. All three current posters kind of look the same. You know yeah. what I mean? When it was him on the main, whatever it is, and it's I him mean, doing something weird. He, he really blew up, I feel like, in 2008, mm-hmm. 2009, mm-hmm. I want to say. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't you couldn't escape him. He did. He even did that spy movie. He did. Um, man, yeah, he did everywhere. Get smart. He did get smart, which also has The Rock in it. 
It does. Oh, that's it does. right. Which is random that's, and weird. That's back when The Rock right. was teetering on his like his mm-hmm. superstardom. It was like, oh, I know him. He's popular enough to do that, but not. Yeah. yeah. Right. Damn. Okay. Well. There you go. Shout out to Roman um, Myers. Shout out to Roman Myers. That's a that was a good pull. That was a really really good mm-hmm. really good pull. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, but that Foxcatcher movie. There's also oh, a really man. good ESPN thirty for thirty about it. That oh, I is it? Was it was intense as fuck. Okay. It was really intense. Yeah. Like and and kind of like weird. It's just one of those weird you'd have to see the full story to like really believe it type of deals. For sure. Yeah. Because it's out there. It's very, very out there. Shout out um, to my dad, who also yeah. who married Zoe Kravitz, who was uh he played Channing, opposite Ch- Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Yes. Wait, yeah. they're married? Yeah. Are they? Really? I, no thought I thought you sent that. I thought you sent that. I sent that. I knew oh my gosh! I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I think you. I think you. The news moves me. pretty like, quick over here in films in black and white. Like, like you want to know how celebrity? we got the 10K bombardment of news? Yes, that's <laughs> it's true. All the news, like, all of the time. I when it comes like to celebrity gossip, it is. I, I immediately forget it. Like I'll be like, "That's interesting." Oh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Like Absolutely. I can never keep that stuff. Safe. That's how it's meant to be consumed, though. That's why yeah. a lot of reality <sighs> TV is that way, the way it is. That's why a lot of the blogs yeah. and social blogs and all that kind of stuff is the way it is. It's meant to be consumed in that kind of oh, quick. I, I, yeah. yeah, no information, just halfway shit. I just yeah. that's why I can't like watch TMZ either because they're like, yeah. "Did you know Rob Schneider came out at Burger King?" And I'm like, yeah. "No, I didn't." And I like, don't. Why do I give a fuck about that? I yeah, don't. So did, so did twelve people before him. <laughs> <laughs> where's the, I where those really videos? still in a stream? If I stand really still in a stream, maybe official run into me. Like it's the same. <laughs> it's the same concept. Um, gentlemen, anything that you all before we get into our BYOMR, bring your own movie <laughs> review. Um, I'm gonna stick with that the whole time. That's what we're gonna call it. Um, any news that you all want to? Ch- <laughs> I don't know why. Any new- anything that you all want to go? BYOMR just sounds like an OBGYN, but for men, it does. It does. It sounds like some type of medical designation for not fun stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I had to go see the BYOMR. Yeah. He turned me inside and out. Marcus, didn't you didn't you want to bring up something about <laughs> Yahoo? Isn't that something you wanted to do? Right. Oh fuck, Brian. Brian oh, has become Brian. a pro at just walking right over oh, the bullshit. Brian, and just be like, yep. Brian is the non sequitur king. Yeah. That yeah. is that is yeah. who Brian is. Hey, so, hey you know what? what? We're keeping it on the tracks. Um, Mar- Mar- Marcus said something weird. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, so I read this thing in Vanity Fair that was weird <laughs> that I'd like to talk about. I was reading the New York Times, and um, no, that was no, crazy. Yep. no. Um, I just wanted to talk about just once again my appreciation for James Gunn. Um, you know, he put out a tweet. Somebody was asking him about Peacemaker and how long does it take him to write Peacemaker? And you know, he was he's he really uses threads a lot. I don't know if he uses Twitter a lot, but he definitely uses right. threads a lot. I think he might be the only celebrity that still uses it. But um, James Gunn responds to two things. Lex Luthor has not necessarily been confirmed. Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor hasn't been confirmed because James Gunn has not replied. For everybody who is confirmed for his casting in Superman Legacy, he makes an official post about. And he has not done that yet for Nicholas Holt. And so I think we should 
still take that with a grain of salt until maybe the ink yeah. just hasn't dried on that contract yet and they're just trying to figure it out. But I did notice that he has not made an official post about um you know Nicholas Holt, Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. So I would just keep that up, keep that in mind. But somebody did ask him like, how long does it take you to write um, an episode? And he said, first season was about a week per episode. Um, and to, he was okay. in referring to Peacemaker. Yeah. First season was about a week per episode. Um, the second season that he's working on now is more because of everything else that's happening. It's more oh, thinking yeah. than writing. Um, so no Carpo. Mm. I'd get a lot of that as a young person, though. In my 20s, I wrote a novel in two weeks just to get my first novel out of the way and know it was never released and shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> and then he went on to say, um, he he went on to say, like, somebody asked him, like, who was the first superhero that you remember? And he put up a gif of Underdog and said, probably, uh, it's probably Underdog. And I thought that was a really fun thing. But this is what really got me. Um, James Gunn, he put made a post on Thread that said, I get asked about rumors of various actors being cast in various roles every day. Just a blanket rule to keep in mind while assessing whether these rumors have any truth to them. And in parentheses, 99% of the time, they're false. We are never going to cast roles without scripts. And, I, you know, I just appreciate hmm. that thought process. Yep. Yep. It's something so small and mundane, like Marvel not having a showrunner for their TV shows. You think that that would be a thing? But I mean, James Gunn really he tweeted this with a picture of the Justice League, like in in the yeah. in the as the picture for it. And I just wanted to commend that thought process of he seems like he's genuinely trying to think things through. He's made several yeah. comments about this is a DC property thing and not a WB thing. So he's very mm-hmm. aware of the bullshit that WB has going on and everything. And like he's kind of protective of like they're not really supposed to touch this. And I do believe he went into that contract negotiation saying, if I'm going to do this, you got to give me my free reign. Like you can't come right. here canceling shit. Like I'm the one in charge. Me and um, my partner, I forgot his, his partner, Peter Safran, Peter Safran. So yeah. what I just wanted to say that, but also open the thoughts and conversations surrounding that. I mean, I if dig it. it. I, I mean, like it. What a concept. You don't actually <laughs> cast a character until you know what well, they're supposed to do. And I mean, I don't know if it's supposed to be a dig at Marvel, but I, I remember Spider-Man No Way Home did not. They did not have a script like when they were mm-hmm. when they were making that movie, like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire didn't sign on until they were in production for like two months mm-hmm. because they hadn't even banged out the script. Because at one point, uh, Kirsten Dunst and uh, Emma Stone were like scripted mm-hmm. to be in that movie. But like. They, those parts got cut because they were basically building this plane as they were flying it. So, like, I honestly, James Gunn has seen it all. Like, he's probably seen so much of that Marvel process that he's mm-hmm. like, you know what? We're just gonna we're just gonna pump the brakes because I mean, he's also kind of in this really great position where he doesn't he he doesn't need to like follow a set schedule. Like, they haven't really kicked off anything. Nope. Like, a, like, because a, right, the Superman, the Superman movie is the start of his official, timeline, it is the right? official start. Yep. So he's got all the time in the world to figure this stuff out. And right. I think that's, I think that's the way to go here. Yeah. Well, and at this point in time, I think, especially with, and this kind of leads into <clears throat> something, Brian, you shared with us, which is this new New York Times article about oh, David Zaslav, which was show. a fascinating Oof, read. It, like, we'll, put a link in the, fucking fire. we'll put a link in the show notes because it was a really, really interesting yeah. read. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about him before. But what I think is really interesting is like he sort of like puts this 
major speed on everything. So I think it's impressive to kind of go back to, to link these two things together is that James Gunn is able to maintain this level, this like pace of like, no, I do it when it's ready, which is entirely juxtaposed from this, like David Zaslav, more, faster, better, harder, quicker. Like it's just this, like, you know, like the faster, more intense seems to be his MO of running a studio. Like, so I think, the fact that that James can operate that mindset of like I'll do it when I'm ready to do it in an yeah. environment where there's a lot of pressure to make more money and help eat into this debt quicker, mm -hmm. it's impressive. He's no, also pushing back, right? Like everybody's complaining that oh, the Superman so solo Superman movie is not so solo now because he has all these castings around him, and he's I think he put out a, a, a tweet saying, "What movie do you know does not have surrounding characters around their leads?" <laughs> <laughs> essentially was the was the quote and it was like yeah like why are we complaining yeah. about every single fucking thing like and now what i'm seeing that's gonna piss me off early is um god what's his name corn sweat the new superman right mm -hmm. um they're posting pictures of him now everywhere that he goes it's like oh he looked like he's bulking up and oh, this dude is like geez. just trying to live his life like shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> and just enjoy the process you know what i mean like we don't have to comment and critique every damn thing. You know what I mean? Like this little thing right here gave people so much like soul and courage, technolo technological courage and like a micro, it's like a personal microphone. Any thought that you got, even the intrusive ones, motherfuckers just going to let that shit rip and be yep. loud and dead wrong sometimes. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes be <laughs> oh, loud yeah. and right. Yeah. But like it's just a matter of like we have to just be cautious because you can kill the momentum even in your head. You can set such high expectations and high bar for shit so early that yeah. you kill the excitement within you before it even gets started. Like you don't yeah. even let the shit get the 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 plane ain't even got the damn wings on it yet. And y'all <laughs> motherfuckers is already talking about some, oh, he's not big enough. I don't think this is gonna work. Will y'all shut the fuck up and let that man yeah. get in a, a workout routine? <laughs> also, none of you people, none of you and no actor should gain and lose weight like Christian Bale does. No, like that no. is yeah, such a mistake. He's crazy. He's crazy. It, that is it, such it, a mistake. It's, it's very it's not healthy. And I don't, Please I don't, don't do that. Yeah. I don't critique him for doing it. But it's also like if you want to play a character, you you, you play it. You play yeah, it. Don't you don't have to, to inhabit that being within yourself to put it on the screen. You don't need what to gain and lose so he did the machinist before he did he did the machinist where he oh. lost oh my god i think he was down Man. to like 115 pounds yeah christian bale so looks he, like a skeleton in that he movie. lost like 60 pounds like something like that something insane and yeah. his diet was nuts it was coffee oh. one apple a day and whiskey and that was <laughs> it like that's this, this is according to an article. This is according to an article from Screen Rant that I read. Um, and what's greater gave him that? <laughs> okay. And what's who told him to do that? Did he make that decision? Can I get that trainer? That's not, I, I like it's a calorie. It's calorie reduction. I mean, you basically put him on a liquid diet, and then said, "Here's your one like lump sum of carbohydrates you get a day. Here's your apple, horse. Enjoy." Um, and so, but then when he did the Batman, because he did Batman Begins after right. that. Right. And they said that he went from being down 60 pounds to he put on 100 pounds of muscle. Man. Like, 
So he went from one end of the spectrum to yeah. the other in the better part of like six months. That's like it was wild. not a long time. That'll still blow like, you away. And so, which again, it for those the, those that need to that think like <laughs> we're getting here's my PSA for a moment. We are about to enter in the holiday season where there's a yes, lot of are. treats and the, yes, the daylight is changing. It's fucking it with is. our circadian rhythm. We're maybe consuming more than we're thrilled with live your fucking life. Like yeah, for there real. Is, you are not Christian Bale. You are not <laughs> going to gain, lose. You're not going to gain a hundred pounds in three months. You're not going to lose a hundred pounds in three months. Just fucking enjoy time with friends and loved ones. And, you know, if you can move a little bit while you do it, go for a walk, <laughs> like just pick up some heavy shit, but just don't stress much. There's enough stress during the holiday season. I agree. Well, I agree. Wait, 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 train with films in black and white. Yeah. Diets with, diets with films in black gonna, and white. We're going to live stream me lifting a box. It's going to be great, everybody. <laughs> oh, what's it's in the box? You be, I don't know. You better what's see in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Look at this. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to also hit on, since we were in like that whole method acting portion of the conversation, I read across this uh, article in The Hollywood Reporter. It's about Joe Kinnaman from the Suicide Squad who played Colonel Rick oh, Flagg, yeah. right? Oh, sure. He was talking about the new movie that he's filming, Silent Night, on like a late night uh, television show. Oh, yeah, and he yeah. was saying how he was trying to method act by not talking for the entire shoot of the script, right? Of While they were shooting the entire movie. He said Old he choice. got about, um, I think he said he got about like maybe three weeks into it. <laughs> And said that, yeah, I can't do this. Because he said he walked into the trailer and basically everybody was like laughing and hanging out. And he was like, yeah, I can't do this. And just gave up on that and just decided <laughs> to do the movie. I just thought that was funny. And people like Jerry Leto should pay attention. Like, you don't have to just yeah. send mice to people like rooms and shit to like you embrace a role that flops. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. You don't have to do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Please, so, please don't do Jared that. Jared Leto, who is the new star of Disney's Tron. Is. That's so yeah. wild. That's uh, wild fucking flash oh my plate. gosh. Uh, oh. Gentlemen, let's pivot into the BYOMR, bring your own yeah. movie review section. I'm ready of to this. BYO it. Yeah, do it. Brian, and since MR. you since you are so excited, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian, I'm ready to BYO first, it. And, and MR. And MR. <laughs> All right, I I will kick us off. This uh, is also for... the oldest movie that. We, yeah. this is the furthest backwards we They'll have keep, to go. You know, keep bringing that shit up. That's it, look, look, everybody has different holiday movie traditions. We were talking about Harry Potter a few episodes ago. I've talked about Star mm -hmm. Wars, and I just my wife loves White Christmas. So my bring your own review here is uh. White Christmas. For some people, they they know a whole lot about this movie. They watch it every year. For other people, it's this really old weird musical with Bing Crosby. Um, anyway, it, it holds up for the most part. The songs are fine. Um, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm just here to say, like, man, Hollywood is so different. It's not like it's a really big surprise yep. here. Um, but yeah, when you watch that stuff in HD, you're like, oh, that's clearly a soundstage. That is clearly... That is at the corner of a warehouse, <laughs> and I can tell that they've done this car thing because I see where the car tracks are. But hey, who cares? Because they're they're singing, and it's it's a good one. It, you know, everyone's having a great time. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. White, White Christmas, it's in the pantheon there. I feel like it's a generally good family friend, you know, family friend film, friend, fa family friendly film. I'm getting so caught up in my own words here. Um, yeah, it's just, it, and the dancing's good. Like, I just, I need to put that out there. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we could use a good dance movie. I know we did it in the Heights and it, that was different and we've done. Don't know about that is. Fucking <laughs> Antonio Banderas, that's who that is right there. It's not Antonio Banderas. But no, I'm also a sucker for like swing dancing. So like, I just, I don't know. That was nice, and we had it in like the new West Side Story with Spielberg, and I was like blown away by that. So really, this is me to promote. We should have, we should have more dancing. We should have more dancing in movies. Um, you know, okay. any movie, like action movies. Uh, do like you know regular dramas, uh, okay. romantic comedies. Just we need more dance sequences. That's what I'm convinced of. Well, then why are you? <laughs> why are you saying that like that? Okay. Why am I? Because yeah, I don't. I'm really also wondering why you're saying it like that. But that's I, <laughs> no, because I don't really feel like there's that many dance sequences. There aren't that I many. Mean, there are not that many dancing. Like, like if you're talking like the era of Footloose and like all that other shit, we don't. Yeah. Go I mean, oh, we don't yeah. have like a step up the streets, yeah. you know, people <laughs> or anything. Um, I mean, Brian, we don't, we don't have money. Better. I'm, yeah. I am happy to star in and produce <laughs> a male version of Honey that is all about me teaching <laughs> no. inner city kids how to dance. No, 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 no. I mean, it'd be great. No, now talk about your movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wait, Christmas. All right, kids, I want you to call me Honey. <laughs> Where are you from? Your, mom, your mom's house. Like, I'm calling the police to that set immediately. <laughs> There's some white man telling me to call him honey. I don't like it. I mean, they Roman, might not show up because I'm black and call this. Roman, I need about $150. Like that's no. $150? No, that's, that's no, no, no. That'll get us, that'll get us a movie like Money Plane. We need a little bit more. That's the kind of movie I want to make, Brian. <laughs> Doug, you make a lot if you put that movie on OnlyFans. Tell somebody call you honey. Oh wow, Doug's OnlyFans. <laughs> okay, hey, wow, uh, Doug. There are a lot of extra presents under the Christmas tree this year. How'd you do it? Just a little thing I like to call honey. Disgusting. <laughs> That's good. There's just one thing I want to say before oh, we move on uh, with Doug's. Yeah, we de we of... de we derailed derailed Brian's BYM. But the white Christmas that, no, with okay. white honey. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I just want to put out there. Just the sticky. <laughs> oh. I really don't want to see white, your version of honey. White now. honey is just as sticky as white Christmas. Is oh hilarious. my gosh. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. That's upsetting that you linked white Christmas to this. How dare you? Ben Cosby be rolling in his grave. You know what? From what I've heard, that's okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, apparently Rosemary Clooney is in White Christmas, who uh -huh. is the aunt of George Clooney. I thought that would be a fun tidbit oh, shit. for everybody here. Clooney. Yeah, Rosemary Clooney, very good singer in White Christmas. She clearly, um, she clearly can't dance as well. As everybody else, which is fine. So Rosemary Clooney was a great singer in this, not a great dancer. And then she stars opposite um, Vera Ellen, who is a great dancer, but they all of her singing is done by somebody else. 
So like, it's just, it's just really interesting because Rosemary Clooney will just belt out these notes and it's fine. Then she's like, I can do the one, two step. Meanwhile, Vera's like, eh, someone else is going to sing this. I don't care. So (laughs) they used to do that a lot too, though. Like those dub of singers and, and, it's not really that person singing and then that person doesn't get credit and then you find out that person yep. can't really sing in real life like yeah yeah um, yeah what did you like about this movie brian and what did what did everybody like about this movie i mean i for me it's it, i don't know it's just a nice feel good like mm-hmm. honestly i feel like it felt like this type of movie would be immediately like it is a romantic comedy but it is just more of like a feel-good movie of like oh man, this guy owns a ski lodge in Vermont, but it's got no snow and he's going to go out of business. They'll bring up this stage show. So everybody has to go. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's also nice that it's low stakes. We watch a lot of superhero movies here where like the world is going to explode y'all. And like the biggest thing here was like, oh man, is grandpa going to lose the ski resort? Oh man. Like, I don't know. I like that. I like that as a palate cleanser and a, and a change of pace. It just makes you feel good. Anyway, I we should. That's, why, that's yeah. why people like um, <clears throat> Lifetime movies and like that kind of stuff. Yes. Like, because 100%. of these low stakes, you can watch it. Can you predict the end? Yeah, but it's not trying to be like a, a award-winning yeah. show. You know what I mean? It's it's it, You just play it and you put it on and it feels good. People like to see other people have nice things happen to them. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So that yeah. is that is my review of a 60-year-old movie, White Christmas. We don't I don't judge you. Yeah, 1950 you, 1954. Hey, look, look at the why does he keep out? <laughs> why does 1954? You keep bringing I'm up just, are you ageist? I'm no, no, I'm just saying it's just when the movie was made. It's an old movie. Like it's it is Brian. Where did you watch this? Like it was is it on oh, it's on Netflix? It's oh, okay. on Netflix right okay, now. Cool. So yeah. I'm so glad the strike is over. Oh, that's great. And, it and what's and interesting, yeah. what's interesting no, no, about this oh. is, yes, mm-hmm. it is. Um, So you'll notice that like when you look at movies that were kind of like at this time frame, um, this is right. probably one of the first movies that wasn't made that didn't have some sort of like military theme to it because the other Mm -hmm. side of this is because it's because it was made in 1952 we're dealing with 10 years past world war ii um and then in addition this is part of a whole string of movies that were made by irving berlin um and so like and so what's interesting about this is that like that woman you were talking about brian is um, what was her name um vera ellen yeah vera ellen her only background is these like Irving Berlin films. Amazing. So like, so, and and what I find interesting about that is it highlights how movies were made at the time, which was typically actors got swept up by one studio and they said, you make our movies now. And they went, yep, they are. Yeah, I think wow. mine was. I think, yep, <laughs> I think mine's old too. Because that's Roman. Came out for me. Roman said Roman. his dad was four years old when White Christmas came out. It's in right into he's old, which I <laughs> can understand. So, but. I mean, j- just to clarify though, there is a little bit of a military theme in here. There's a little oh, bit well, of yeah, propaganda, of just a little bit, just just like yeah. a fun amount, just yeah. not a lot, just but like the, the guy who owns the ski resort is a general, and and. <laughs> And Bing Crosby was a captain during World War II, which is the whole reason he met his singing buddy. Got it. about it. It's just a little propaganda. Just a little not bit, a whole lot. A just bit. a nice little bit. Just a, just a smidgen. Yeah. Just a smidgen. Is this, um, is there, there isn't like a laugh track on this movie though, right? Because those movies back then would do like the, 
You know, the mm-hmm. old TV shows, black and white shows would do the laugh track whenever they did something funny. But it's not like that. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 This is so funny. It, what also I like about this is that, like, so I'm looking at the cast on IMDb, but they're running like an old school, like, ad for this movie. Oh, yeah. And a sign <laughs> just came up that said, Watch Bing Crosby saying, Count your blessings <laughs> to Rosemary Clooney. Like, it's not just, like, enjoy the movie. Watch her sing this song to this actress. <laughs> can, like, can you imagine that today? Like, I just, it's just so hard for me to picture, like, watch Anna Kendrick serenade like Justin Timberlake as a troll oh yeah good point good point yeah yeah (laughs) is that the cast of trolls yes that's hilarious no that would be funny because it's like yeah it's it's watch Jennifer Hudson serenade Idris Elba and it's like who gives a fuck oh I I, 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 I tune in why would you watch that one I, mean, I love Hudson and I love Idris. I want to see. I want to see him be serenaded. Too. I too love two sexy, beautiful black people yeah. just serenading each other. I mean, because you're not too like they're good looking people. So subscribe. Also, yes. completely on the opposite side of of the spectrum is White Christmas because it sounds uh, like yeah. for Bing Cosby, White yeah. Christmas was also his it day was- of mind. <laughs> <laughs> White Christmas wasn't about the snow. Uh, I mean, yeah, if we're going to get into that, there is one black person in this entire oh, yeah. movie. If, and, are they the and chef? They're, they're, yep, they're doing... They're doing <laughs> they're, no, they're the bartender. But the only line that he has is like, yes, I'll, I'll get you food. And I'm just like, oh my Ooh, gosh, it's kind of like... Yeah. Down. yeah. Oh, that's a riot. This is, this, is, this is not good. They don't want a black Christmas. No. I, that's what we we need. Yeah, we need we need something else. We need to do the opposite. Let's all let's okay. Roman, your hundred and fifty dollars is now going to go towards making Black Christmas, which is a direct response to White yes. Christmas. Yeah, which is I'm really just buying right. gifts from Marcus. So that hundred fifty dollars is just coming to me. Starring me as a dance instructor teaching kids how to dance in the inner. White, white honey in Black Christmas is just not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that movie's gonna sell. I don't think that's it'll impressive. Sale. I'm not even I'm... mad. Like that's impressive. You were able to make this loop. That was the yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. proud of me too. That's um, somebody gentlemen, else, though. gentlemen. Uh, do you all want me to give you my review of the of movie course. I saw? What are so, you going to be reviewing? I saw two movies. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Yeah, I watched three I... movies yesterday. I also watched multiple movies. <laughs> I also watched. We just love a running bit on this show. We, we do. Oh, we really please. do. Come on. White honey's spicy. That's what's going on right now. <laughs> I don't want to refer. Referring to myself as white honey feels now gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Now it feels like you're filling out your OnlyFans like, online application of like, mm, signing just, up for yeah. 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 white honey is spicy. Yeah. Um, so I saw two. So I saw one that was a streamer. Um, okay. I watched. <laughs> for moment, we could skip to Marcus. <laughs> um, uh, I saw A Haunting in Venice, Ooh. So, which I saw on Hulu. Okay. So, A Haunting in Venice was both made and stars Kenneth Branagh. And we love him. So, it is, it's a movie movie. that's based off Mm -hmm. of a book by Agatha Christie. So, it's Mm -hmm. like a mystery. And it's in the whole, like, so he, so she has this, like, string of mysteries that follows a investigator named Poirot. 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 Yep. 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 And so, 
this is a Poirot. Like this is my and my parent. My my parent. I watched it with my mom and my dad. Excellent. And, and both of them took French their whole lives, and so they insisted on saying it. Not that's Poirot. It's they insisted like they kept like they gave his his name like a French flair. Like oh, that's Poirot. And I was like, why are we doing this? Like, um, <laughs> I have only anyway. heard Perot, but that's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, so that's so that's 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 who this okay. is, and it's essentially about a. It was clear. So it's, the the summary is, the detective has retired to Venice, where he doesn't want to take any more cases. Basically, a I can't find any reason to come out of my apartment. None of this is going to stimulate me Lazy until. Search. Adrian uh, Aradney Oliver, played by Tina Fey, says, Excellent. you're a detective. I have something for you. I'm going to take you to this thing that takes place on Halloween night. They're going to have a right. seance. You oh. have to figure out why the person holding the seance is a fraud. Um, oh. And the person holding the seance is played by Michelle Yeoh. Oh, love her. She's real great. Okay. Um, And so he's, you know, so he goes and he watches what takes place and he has to figure out whether or not it's a fraud. But while he's there, there's a whole other mystery element that comes along with it oh, yeah, of other yeah. mysteries that sort of get unveiled as they sort of are in it. So yeah, all in all good movie. I mean, and also for the runtime, it was like, what, what? Oh, sorry. I thought you said what? I thought you said wait. And I was like, yes, Brian. No, nope, you have nope, anything else? Nope, no, not... I want to know. I want to know. The runtime that, was a, that was a phantom wait. <laughs> um, so and for the runtime, it was like an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, you're oh, that's amazing. I'm writing this down. It that's was fun. perfect. So and it's also not like, oh, you think like haunting in Venice. You're like, oh, super spooky, super scary. Right, right. Not so much. Like, oh, wow. So, all in all. Good watch. I enjoyed yeah. it. Like I thought it was yeah. it was a fun watch. The twists and turns in it I didn't see coming, so that was fun. Sweet. The one critique I have is that this is also directed by Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. And he does these like weird things with the camera to try to like make people uncomfortable, but I don't yes. think that they work the way that he wants them to. Oh. So like he'll have somebody walk into a room and as they're walking the camera will flip and it's like they're walking on the ceiling and it's like um, it doesn't no doesn't really work like it just it you're i see what you're trying to do you're trying to make me uneasy because i'm looking at it from a different perspective but yeah at the end of the day just just didn't quite do it for me so yeah um but it also has a really good cast too so like i said like kenneth Branagh, michelle yo tina fey oh, and then man. kelly riley do you know who kelly riley is what that sounds me. um she was in <laughs> sherlock holmes um she played watson she played watson's uh wife significant other i think at the time um in the movie and then she's also been in she's been in like true detective she's also in yellowstone so like she's an outstanding actress okay she's been in a lot of stuff been in a lot of stuff in flight that's where i remember from yep yep Got it. Got it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Maggie and I love the Perot stories. Like she's, I think she watched, I mean, murder on the Orient express. She watched yeah. Death on the Nile. Mm. Um, I mean, she, so this is in my future. Yeah. I love, I love like mysteries. Like I'm a big sucker yeah. for a, like I'm a big sucker for a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a Sherlock Holmes story. Like, yeah, for sure. When I used to go on long car trips, I would get like, 
the ones where they had like six of those stories on like tape yeah. and I would listen to those because they're just fun to listen to. So Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, the other movie that I watched is we do have a family tradition here in the Wagner house where we go and see a movie on Thanksgiving. Oh, so, what did you go see? What'd you see? We took our children to the theater on Thursday afternoon to see the movie wish. So nice. this is the Disney wow. movie. Um, and now, so please give us and <clears throat> not genuine review. Cause we ain't got to do that no more for the next three years, movie. but <laughs> give us a, Real review because a lot of people have been review bombing this one, and yeah. you know, a lot about I've heard a lot about, this. about it. Okay, <clears throat> so let me kind of give you like I'll give you the quick like I'll give you the quick summary like the okay. I'll give you a quick summary. So, Wish is about Asha who has this dream of like going and working for the king, who's also like a very powerful wizard. They live in a town, and I can't remember the name of the town, but basically. Chris Pine plays Magnifico, which is the king wizard. And okay. He created this town. And the, one of the rules is when you turn 18, you have to turn your wish over to Magnifico to basically so he can take care of it. And when you turn it over to him, you forget about that dream or that ambition or that wish. So it's like, oh, you want to you want to one day be able to fly? You turn that over to him, and guess what? You never worry about whether or not you want to fly again because you literally can't remember what your wish is. Like what after okay. you turn eighteen, yeah, that's fucked. And, and his, he, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, Brian. Does he like protect the city? He yes, that's his job. His job is okay. to protect the wishes, but then also sort of protect the city. The caveat is also when you turn, they have these like wishing ceremonies, so someone will turn their wish over to them, right? But also when someone turns it over, he reviews all the wishes and determines which ones he grants. So he'll grant a wish. Oh, so he's a tyrant. Got but it. He gets to decide which ones get chosen <laughs> and which ones oh. don't. Oh. I'm trying to see what the benefits are for people turning in the damn uh -huh. wish. I was waiting. I to mean, see. the benefits are is like they don't have to worry or like, you know, the what he the way he frames it is like, think about it. You're not chasing anything. You're not trying to chase this wish that'll never come true. Like you, I just take care of it and maybe it'll come true, but you don't have to worry about it. So it's like, do you want to be like a pilot? Do you want to be like an award-winning actor? Right. I'll take care of that. You don't have to worry about it. Let me take care of that for you. So that's the way he sells it, but you're right. It's, it's, it's a control tyranny mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Because it's not long into this movie before Chris Pine is saying, Asha, the main yeah. lead protagonist in this says like, Hey, uh, my, my grandpa's turning a hundred. Could you, could you grant his wish? And he reviews it and he goes like, Ooh, this is a really good wish, but no, because his wish is just to inspire the next generation. And I don't know what the, he's going to inspire the next generation to do. Oh, so Jesus could be dangerous. So no, it's kind of brutal. That it's very heavy. brutal. Yeah. So like very, very brutal. So so all in all, that's kind of the general gist. And that causes her to go out to a place and wish upon a star. And the wish, of course. the star comes down and now starts everything he touches starts turning into like coming alive and being able to, you know, interact. Okay. With so, um, and so it's a whole power piece of things. Okay. Oh, Did, go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. No, I was just going to ask you how did you how did you enjoy it because I have seen so many people 
be really down on this film, but from what I've seen of it myself, it looks pretty fascinating to me. Here's what I'm going to say. Mm-mm. I I think that this movie has a lot like going for it. Like I think the music right. is fun. My kids really liked Star as a character. Like oh, sure. there are some funny moments in it. Um, Alan Tudyk plays the oh. goat that can eventually talk. So Amazing. like he's just got a lot of character, and there's a lot of funny things that happen to him there. What I will say though is there are like subtle like nods and like tips of the hat and how do you do's to like. <laughs> This was made clearly as like a tribute to every other Disney movie. Um, I mean, she's the main plot point is she wishes upon a star and it's all about holding a dream in your heart and like making your dream come true. So like that's the whole central team. There's also seven. uh, Asha has seven friends. All of the friends are a different one of the seven dwarves. One is really grumpy, one is particularly sleepy, one is particularly dopey. But those aren't their names, but if you look at what they're wearing and how they're acting, you go, "Mm mm-hmm, that's what they're doing there. Um, And so the way Brittany and I describe it is like, the music was good, all in all it's a fun movie. However, this does feel like another company trying to make a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. I could oh, see that. Yeah, could Disney see animation that. would be <laughs> so mad if they heard you say that. It, and, and I'm not saying that because of not their, say that shit. I'm not saying that because I think the animation is bad. Right. Roman, to your question, goes, what did I think of the animation? I did enjoy the animation. Like, I think is the he... animation is well done. Like, I like, yeah. I like when the animation is a little bit different because it's not consistent with their animation style, right? Their animation style is like either frozen, which is maybe some larger eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody has a little bit of a slender body. Mm -hmm. Their animation style is really cool in this. It's just all of like the character pieces and elements here. I mean, Chris Pine is sort of like an amalgam of like Maleficent and like any other evil wizard or witch from the whole Mm -hmm. movie. He's sort of like an amalgam of like if Maleficent met Scar, (laughs) like it's, but I really one thing I will say is I love him as a villain. Like sure. he was a fucking awesome villain. Yes, you don't um, see that much with him either. No, you don't. And I loved him as a villain. Um, but like I said, the the singing was really good. Um, but all in all, it it's just there was something there that kind of felt like it was a little missing. Yeah. I also think there was a lot of like there's a lot of like okay. Now I'm gonna give you like my wild, my wild and out theory. Oh boy. This does feel like because of the way and the extremes that Chris Pine goes to where he gets to tell you what to think and what dreams come true. There is a certain lens of this that like when I was looking at it through that, like through my like social justice, current to time, like current time and events like a visor that I have. I was like, is this a story about Disney standing up to Florida? Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. It certainly feels like this is about Disney standing up to Florida, you guys. Man. And I didn't want to say that to anybody, but the fact that Chris Pine gets to tell, decide what dreams are valid, 
who gets to go through he gets to tell you what identity and what is important to you by what wishes uh, he grants yeah. and there's a whole song in here of <clears throat> Masha and her friends singing like that they have to stand up to him because of what they know now they know him to be evil and there's a whole line it's like now what I know now means I can't sit idly by and watch this person do something terrible. Right. right? So it feels very like, like it feels very like fight the power. Like it's, yeah. and so it, it's a little like, on I have a devil on the shoulder question. Yeah. I have, I have a devil on the shoulder question. Do, we? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do we feel like, I know what we stand for personally. And as it's pod, as a group of friends and things like that, when it comes to social justice, I'm black. So there's that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're. When it <laughs> thank you, thank you for acknowledging mm-hmm. my black. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those not with, not watching and just listening, <laughs> indeed he is. If that if you didn't know if you were an audio listener, the <laughs> black and black and white for our audio subscribers. <laughs> He's white, honey. I'm talking. black honey. right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brian is the swirl between us. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be the swirl. Do we? Do we? Do we? Okay. Do we think that Disney does this a lot? And no, I know Mm -hmm. movies are made to deliver certain messages, and movies Mm -hmm. are made to inspire and flip the way and rephrase and retell stories in a way for that's easy to consume and easy to process. Right? Um, Sometimes, or or to just pass information or pass dialogue along, whatever. Right? Mm -hmm. Do we think Disney's approach to these kind of topics will one? Um. Uh, will it? What is the word I'm looking for? Will it time out? Will it time itself out? Like to approach things like this all the time? Does every movie require a topic like this in order to be successful within Disney? I'm just thinking within Disney's realm because they do this often. Elementals was kind of the same thing, right? Wish is kind of this too. Um, and, and not all subjects are really social justice Some of them are more right. so just overall life lessons that, you know, we all didn't learn until we were older or that we can give now. Do we think that will time Disney out? Um, you know, do we think it's it, it, it's beneficial sometimes and sometimes you can just go without it? Like, Doug, could this movie have gone without that messaging um, and still been successful? Here's the thing I'll say. That's Doug Wagner's like suspicion. Like if I'm reading the mm-hmm. room context, right. right? I'm going strictly think, off of that too. I think if you could go, I think there are a lot of people. And the other person to ask would be Brittany if she picked up on it mm-hmm. because she was there too. Um, and so, like, it's very possible that I'm misreading because you could go through it and see it this way. I'll also mention the end credits are weird, like. <laughs> Okay. Most Disney end credits, and this is going to back up your point, my point of like, I think you could go and see this and the message, you don't get that message. Okay. Um, When you get to the end credits, movie ends, and they start running like executive producer, like lead animators. There aren't images of the characters from Wish running on that screen. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's characters from other animated Disney films. Okay, what is this movie about then? Because now I'm confused. Do you you feel like this is like a victory lap for Disney? Like it fucking fucking feels like it. Like it feels like like it was a hundred years, and now you're celebrating a hundred years. Look at all of this. we put a hundred years of Disney into one movie. Here you go. Like, and so because it's really random and weird. Like, yeah. 
when I saw that, I was like, why am I looking at images of like Snow White? Yeah. And I'm looking at, okay, there's the great mouse detective. I love that, by the way. Very good Disney movie. Often forgot about. Very fun. Very fun. Um, but that's, it's kind of one of those things where like, as I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is weird. Like, this is, it's so much of a like toot toot in our own, like, look at what we did, everybody yeah. on the hype train. But then the messaging, like, of the actual plot itself is so like standing up for what you believe in and holding right. your heart and no one can tell you that your, your wish can't come true. And you got to fight a system that's going to tell you your wish doesn't matter. Very strange. Also, uh, <laughs> Asha, who's the lead, right. is a black woman. Like it's yeah. So like there's a large portion where these movies, like where the movie stands up next to itself. And I go, there's something weird happening here where I'm not yeah. sure what this movie is. Um, but the music I enjoyed, the okay. plot I could tell you is probably forgettable. Yeah. So, so this is interesting. We don't really have to talk about my movie because I would rather just kind of. I watched Dumbledore and the movie about the secret suitcase that's filled with animals, and he got secrets, and he was kissing the person that he had to fight, and then they stopped fighting because the guy was trying to he was trying to caress a horse and convince a horse to pick him as the chosen one because the, the horse could see the future. And he picked up a dead horse and they had the dead horse pick him as the overall leader of all the magical world. But then they found out that the horse was a liar and they would, that it was a dying horse. And the real horse was at the bottom of the damn suitcase and they reveal the big horse and then Dumbledore and his ex-lover got to fight. Um, and that's pretty much, that's pretty much the, when I'm not bullshitting you, that is the only thing I grasped from that entire fucking By the way, by the way, by the way, the phrase "the horse was a liar." <laughs> I want that tattooed on my body. That's, like, a, that's that a new is, shirt. That's a new that's shirt. A new fucking shirt. The horse was a liar. I'm just letting you know what I watched. That's what it showed Marcus, me. I watched this movie like a year and a half ago. So did I? When you started, when you started talking about it, I was like, "Wait, this isn't the right movie." And then as soon as you got to the end of it, I was like, "Nope, nope, he's." Absolutely right, hundred percent. Excellent summary. They, you 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 were a more efficient storyteller than that entire movie was. That movie wasted. Out. That movie wasted my time, and it, it was like mm -hmm. it scratched my Harry Potter itch. But the bottom line is, I didn't know what the fuck I was watching, and I, yep. and it's my fault partially, right? I'm, I'm gonna take credit mm -hmm. because I haven't seen any of those movies and hopped directly into that one because that was a you have Secrets of Dumbledore. That I have the first one. That was the first one that I've watched because oh my gosh. I love Jude Law and I like Dumbledore and I wanted to see more of like this young swaggy Dumbledore story because it's fucking Dumbledore. I wish and then I could you have been there with, with you. Like Ezra Miller. I wish I could have held your hand. As I mean, yeah. It was not even like it's a I can't say that it's a bad movie. I'm sure if I would have watched everything in the correct order, I would have enjoyed it. But mm. well. Actually, Brian and I watched the other two before watching this yep. one, yep. and we came to the same conclusion that you okay. did, which was it, it, the horse was a liar. What's going on? Yep. Why is he kissing that person? Like it's the same conclusion. It, uh, no, you. I mean, Marcus, you shouldn't. The movie should also stand on its own. Like in my opinion, the movie should also stand on its own as a as a film, and it doesn't. And it's weird. And it, it has magic Hitler. Random. And, it's magic, and it's magic and it's Hitler. like why it's is magic, magic Hitler. Hitler in the middle of my beast movie yeah and we've talked about this before but like if you're gonna make a magical beasts movie and you need an antagonist like magical poachers yeah magical right poachers 
yeah. right there. There's so magical, many creative things you can do. Make so a magical, invent a magical Cruella that wants to yeah. take the magic animals like, and make a fucking costume out of them. You, you want to make a secret society of, of magic poachers? Great. That sounds like a great trilogy. But no, the you, thing, you needed magic. Or make a, make a magical Craven the Hunter that has to chase after right. each one of these dangerous right. animals to fucking kill them all for his yeah. fucking magical animal wall you know, of heads. You're making it way too hard on yourselves, folks. I, just, I feel like the thing that threw me off the most, and I do want to go back to Wish. The Lion but Horse. Like, the thing that the Lion Horse won, but like the thing that threw me what off. Let me tell you, what lies did he tell you? That you're not good enough? <laughs> That you'll never amount to nothing. He's a lion horse. You're you're always enough. Dreams are going to the max. Yeah. Um, I feel like um it's funny because all I can think about is straight from the horse's mouth. Um, as the as the as a quote that is my mind, my word is in the right the writers in the writing room were like, Ooh, yeah, give us more of that. Straight from the horse's mouth. You guys know the phrase straight from the horse's mouth? Write a movie about it. Yep, we're familiar. Yep. What if that was a major plot device? I'm like, fuck it, put it in there. But it did feel disconnected. That that was my major thing, right? Is my thing is either make a Dumbledore movie by itself, right? But don't hitch it to the back of this magical fucking zoo suitcase because <laughs> the lead character for that was throwing me off. Is like, is he the lead? Who's the fucking lead? Who is the lead? And what the fuck lead? is going on? Like that was the thing that was pissing me off the most. Was like you have these one thing about the Harry Potter universe, and this is not a shot to Dana Radcliffe necessarily because I don't know if this is how the character was supposed to be written. They never really dive into the magic part of Harry Potter. Somebody, whoever the lead character is, is always like timid or him and Han or yep. surprised yep. by the magic that's happening. <laughs> that nobody ever goes into like what I prefer, which is a double double old school 007. I'm going to show you how these gadgets work. Here's right. the that is a missile does it make sense no but it's not supposed to it's right. a fucking 007 movie right you know what i mean right no we haven't well, had a character that just fully embraces the magic and dives us all into how yes. these things work yes so what i'm hearing is that you want a kingsman-esque movie yes. where instead of you're joining a secret service there's some magician that's like, hey, come here. Let me show you how this entire world works. And the other dude's just like swaggy and excited about it. Not not necessarily show me how the world works because I can see how that sounds of like, show me why this hat is this selecting hat places on my head. And I don't need to know the process of how it thinks. Oh, but sure. Delve me into the magic world. How many times do we they go to that little fucking city um, yeah. that's right next to fucking Gryffindor? I mean, yeah. um, right next to um, Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Hogsmeade. Yeah, Hogsmeade, right? And so they go down, but we don't really get to explore that shit. And I know that that's not what the story is about, but we don't have enough shit that just explores like uh, yeah. Percy Jackson. Percy mm -hmm. Jackson does a really mm -hmm. good job in explaining how these two worlds are mm -hmm. often colliding or opposite mm -hmm. or running parallel next to each other. We don't get that enough. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, well, I don't get that enough. Let me say that to me. And this movie amplifies that times 10 because it says, why the fuck am I here? That was the only thing I could think about was like, yep. why the fuck Same. am I here? This is a weird uh, wizard Nazi seance you guys got going on here for this dead horse. That's like, strange. I don't know why I'm here. If, you, if I was to tell you that these were the points of a movie... Wizard Nazi, dead, a uh, dead fortune telling horse, um, mm -hmm. and then it's a uh, uh, Dumble. Uh, I'll say just Dumbledore, and then yep. you have like random characters added to to put together like a fake ass Order of the Phoenix. This is like it, it's 
it's a failed Harry Potter Avengers type of movie. I'm going to yes. bring it together, these collectors, but none of these characters really interact and engage like they're supposed to. That's what it felt like to me. You, you can really tell J.K. Rowling like wrote this one. <laughs> like You can just tell she's like, I'm going to show them all. And then it's like, nope, <laughs> you can't. Maybe, apparently, maybe you didn't. Well, Because like, no. I remember reading a report, and I can't source it right now, but basically the, the original writer for the first Harry Potter movie was brought back to like shore up the script when they were writing it because it was only J.K. Rowling doing it. And they were like, this is terrible. So we need another writer to look at this and do another pass on it. So like when you watch the movie, it's like, can you believe she wrote this? It's like, yes, yes, yes. I can. Like, yes, she can write a book, but clearly not a movie. And they're two completely different things. So that was oh the, gosh, yeah, that was the movie that I watched. It's not terrible because there's worse. I've seen no, worse no. movies. We'll talk about that in the bonus. I mean, episode. it's very good production quality. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think it had a lot of potential and I'm sure the stuff with maybe Johnny Depp, in the second one threw it off because you couldn't have that you couldn't have him come back or I don't know what the fuck happened with all that. Oh, they Ezra asked him to leave. Yeah. Could have yeah, right. And Ezra could have been better if you he was just kind of sick for the back half of the movie and dying and stumbling around town like a drunk. So like I'm not really sure what the fuck is going on. Like, you know, but anyway, I back mean, to this yeah. well, th- this movie was also supposed to set up two other movies. So oh, like, Fantastic Beast? Yeah. This was supposed to be a five-movie oh, no. series. Oh, no. So the movie you watched was supposed to be like an Empire Strikes Back type situation. Oh, no. But no, it does not feel no. that way at all. Heavens, no. If you want to give me more of Jude Law as Dumbledore, but actually give me more of yeah. like, not Dumbledore becoming Dumbledore, but the early years of Dumbledore. Like, yeah. all, only thing I can think about from Harry Potter is that line where he says, oh, you can think what you want about him, but... Dumbledore's got style, like when he disappears from the Phoenix. I want to see more of that motherfucker walking around and doing shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not a magical luggage suitcase that's going to go on Delta Airlines. They got a fucking dragon flying from the bottom of the... Like, I, I, where am I? Yeah. Anyway, where am which? I? Excellent I, 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 I would watch a series of Dumbledore out there <laughs> solving magical crimes while simultaneously sowing his wild wild oats with every with random muggles across the country. I wouldn't mind that. Make it if, a he, if he gave me this if he gave me this authentic look at Dumbledore and why he's a because I don't think Dumbledore was a whore. And let me get this let me I want to straighten this oh, out he too, was. right? He really dipped his he dipped his he dipped his quill in all the ink. He probably was. Well, here's the thing. I didn't have issues with the I'm I, I mentioned it because I do like the fact that they they bought that out. It was like a silent it was a lover's quarrel because it was kind of yep. the base of the movie. Yeah. It was hinted at, said once at the mm-hmm. beginning. And then you kind of had to remember that. And then whatever he had on his wrist would tighten up if he ever tried to betray him. But they really talked about their friendship relationship to the cause more than anything. And it just so yeah. happened mm-hmm. that they were also um, former lovers. All fine with that. All good with that. I love that because I think that's partially mentioned in the book somewhere um, that Dumbledore is bisexual. Cool. Cool yeah, with it- me. Yeah, I think that's con- it's confusing because like J.K. Rowling would like write stuff after the books came out on Pottermore yes. on yes. her website. So I feel like that's what oh, it wasn't in the book. I don't think it was in the primary text. Thank you. Um, yeah, no worries. It is confusing, though, because she yeah. told the George Lucas and she's like, anyway, this stuff also happened. And you're like, but this didn't come out in your original texts. And you're like, yeah, I just, I've been thinking about it a lot. And now it is part of the original text. 
I've been thinking like, about it probably right? too much. Yeah, but I changed my mind. What? You can't. Pretty you much. Can't I mean, that. right? Pretty fuck? much. So, yeah. But, um. So that was a movie I watched. But Wish. I looked up this article, and this is from Variety. They say some interesting things that I think kind of a lot. I'm going to pull some lines from this, and, you know, we'll, I will remember to put the link for this. Oh, hold, in the on thing. Real, hold on real fast. Oh, if yeah, anybody sure. listening or watching is like, did we just talk about Wish for like ten minutes? No, that was Secrets of Dumbledore yeah. that we no, took. We did. That was We're the transitioning se- back. Now. That was the Secrets of Dumbledore. Dumbledore, like you know. Side street. We just kind of took mm-hmm. a, but now yeah. we're back on now wish back. lane. That's, yeah. that's where we're at. So yeah, yeah we do that. Yeah. You think we hit 10k for no reason? You think no, we? We, <laughs> we, we run do this street. Damn it. Um. Anyway. Uh. So this is saying something. There's lines in here. The movie's villain, voiced by Chris Pine, is holding hostage. It seems like <laughs> it has it in question marks. Here's what it says. <laughs> Wish, Wish opened in third place with a dull 31.7 million over the five day holiday, a far cry from Disney's past Turkey Day feast. Perhaps King Magnifico, Magnifico, the movie villain, voiced by Chris Pine, is holding hostage the wishes of Disney's executives? Question mark. Um, okay. Apparently, this movie is about it's about the star, the wishing star that all yep. past movies have wished upon. So other tell that couldn't tell that couldn't tell that from the movie, and I sat through all of it. Like in the Disney logo, like in the Disney. You know, we talked about this in a podcast, right? We talked about this like a long time ago. That there was this concept that somebody brought up that there was going to be a movie made about the wishing star from the from the Disney channel, the Disney logo. That no, and this is that movie. It was announced at a D twenty three. We did a special episode on it. And we and this is and apparently this is that this is this is that movie. All right. Well, bringing this full circle, that's not entirely clear. (laughs) (laughs) Love that because if we remember back to like twenty minutes where I was giving you the summary, this is about Asha who's trying to fight a king who's holding other wishes hostage. So she wishes on a star who comes down to help, but it's. I mean, I guess. I mean, it, I mean at Is the very it? end, at the very end, Asha, at the very end, huh. the star gives Asha like a magic wand <laughs> and like dresses her up like a fairy godmother. And it looks like the fairy godmother from Cinderella. So I guess the black if I'm to jump inside, if I'm supposed to jump version. inside the, the mind. Version. Of the fucking star, if he saw the other fairy godmother right. dressed, he would be like, "Oh, a fairy godmother looks like this," and I need this star to be like anxious and be like, "Oh fuck, I gotta give her something." Um, <laughs> all right, I guess this is what a fairy godmother looks like. I, I would. I need to describe to people listening just to the podcast that Doug just—it felt he like his hand was in his face. He was—he felt so deflated. Like he's just trying to get through this. Like because I'm confused. Because I'm confused with it being about the right, star, right? Because the star doesn't talk. So like, <laughs> it's not like it can drive the dialogue. The star isn't out there like bipping and bopping and zooping and like giving a <laughs> fucking like like giving dialogue or singing a song it's a star that makes a series of squeak squeaks 
clicks, okay. whistles, and smiles, and then makes animated gestures like a little tiny star emoji. Like that's like it what? makes its job is to make faces. <laughs> His job is faces. Got this job I mean, is this faces. is what the article says. It says, because I really want to make sure that I quote it. <laughs> it says, the animated music, Wish misfired in its opening weekend, okay? Yes, the animated did. musical fable about the wishing star that so many Disney characters have wished upon over the oh, studio's century-long history failed to become the de facto choice for families around Thanksgiving. So this was a, it was a homage. People are saying that this movie was considered a homage oh, to. It, it's an homage oh, to okay. other Disney movies. It's just not about the goddamn star. Yeah. Here's the plot summary from fucking IMDb. Wish will follow a young girl named Asha who wishes on a star and gets more direct answer than she's bargaining for when a troublemaking star comes down from the sky to join her. That's about the star. <laughs> well, welcome to another episode of Investigating Black and White. So glad to have done this with you today. I'm gonna need a minute. I I want to see this movie. I need to put this like I I really want to see this movie now because the preview I saw was not this, and I like the animation. But like, if this is supposed to be like a Disney victory lap, and they decided to put a story in it. That's a bad well, way to go. Like that, that, like that's a. I don't know that. I don't know how I feel about. I think that. it's because I, I also love Ariana DeBoss. Right, love her. I think the casting is great. I, I don't have any problem with the animation. From what no. I've seen, you know what I, this I just feels think like. Folks, Disney just is doing too much, folks. You know what this feels like. This feels like Bob Chapik. Chapik. There's also a deer in this named Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> like. I feel like he, they were like, all right, what's, what's our movie for holiday 23? And he was like, all right, hear me out. It's our 100 year celebration, right? Can we make a movie that highlights all the other movies that we've made? And they're like, no, no, but we have this idea about a, about a woman who stands up to a tyrant. Okay. So take that story, put just literate with Disney. Make it about a star. That's just literate. We're going to confuse on this on 11 on November 27th. We're going to confuse a 36 year old paper mache the crap out of it. And then, and then when people see it, they'll be reminded about all the great Disney stuff. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's what such a movie's movie's very I'm pretty sure that's this, how that went. This I, movie's, and you know like, what, you know what he's doing? Like when he's watching it bomb from home, he goes, well, if I could just take a shit in a private bathroom, with pictures <laughs> of my face all over it, I wouldn't have this issue and it would have done better and people would have gotten it. So it's all going to come back. This, she just movie. shakes his fist and he goes, I like, <laughs> Yeah, this y'all, here's what I'm going to say. This is confusing. I'm, yeah, I'm wild. not going to go Amazing. pay for this again. But when it comes out on streaming, I might have to watch it again. Like, I'll watch it. Oh, I'm I immediately might, I might watching. To, it, I might yeah. have to. I might have to watch it by myself, just so I could be like, okay, so yeah, it's about the star. I, I mean, guess. I know they like their 45 day windows, which is why I think that they're gonna say like the Marvels is now streaming yeah. on December 25th as our gift to you. But like, oh, you know it, Brian. You call Merry Christmas. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll do Wish because, but I mean it's not forty five days. But man, I'm excited to watch this. But it's, like, it's, it's in that weird like forty five days would put them in that weird like dead zone between yeah. Christmas and New Year's. So they might as well just say like, here you go. Like you're all gonna be watching shit anyway. Like <laughs> here's a movie to confuse yeah. the whole family with as to who the fuck it's about because we don't know. 
It's just such a better compelling story that it, if it being about Asha, would you make it about the star? The star I mean, doesn't talk. Like it's not, <laughs> it can't drive the plot forward. How can it be about the star if it doesn't drive the plot forward? And that also could have been changed during production too. Who knows? Like also 45 days from this release date is like the second week of January. They, they, they oh, aren't yeah. dropping that then. Dropping no it. way. There's also a whole like marital issue between Chris Pine's Magnifico and Angelique Cabral's Amaya. And they, they are, yeah. Amaya stands up to Chris Pine because <laughs> she even knows that he's wrong. How is this not about people standing up to a tyrant? <laughs> the star doesn't convince her to do that. This is really bothering you. It is. Really I have a bothering. lot of questions. Someone get me Disney on the phone now. Call Haley Warren. I need to speak to Disney out of, right now. Out of all the movies Not I thought we were going to spend like 25 minutes on, did I think it would be the Disney? I did not. I did not. Just, th these are the types of surprises you can 10K. expect. I need to talk to Black Disney. Someone get me that fucking mouse. He needs to answer for why this is about a star and not about Ariana DeBoss's character Asha, which is it. Her whole family is the reason why she shows up and wishes on them. Her dad is dead, and then they wished on stars when she was when she was dead, and. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, him, I'm gonna let you. I just want you to. I just want you to get it out your system. I feel you, my brother. I feel you. Go ahead and get so it about bad. you. Go just ahead and so, get it about you. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't see how this is about the star, and that's all I have to say. Here, 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 here's what they. Here's what Disney really needs. You keep doing business as usual, Disney, except you hire Doug Wagner and Doug will be in a room to review your yep. movies before they go out to fucking obliterate them and ask you the hard questions. I think that would benefit you all. He's going to be like, what is the fucking point of this movie? And then they're going to hurt <laughs> their fucking feelings. And yep. then they're going to go back to the drawing board. I think that's what should happen. I like it. I like it. I'm happy to consult. I'm yeah, happy yeah. to consult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I don't have to give you a lot of feedback. Just bring me in and say like, hey. We have this story about this young girl who wants to stand up to tyranny and about someone who gets to tell her to live her life. Okay, great. That sounds really compelling. We also want to add it and make the central theme a star that every other movie wished upon. And my response would be like, that's where you lost me. Because how do you know? How are we supposed to know that? This this feels like a subplot from Succession. Like I, I have to be honest. Like they're trying to synergize all these corporate it's, elements to yeah. make the most money. Yeah, it's absolutely now what it feels yeah. like, and now I feel gross. Because at what point does the preacher become greedy? And that's not meant to have an answer. But the person in the pulpit pointing the finger oftentimes is doing the most sinning or is the most greedy. And I so, mean, like, I'm, I worry about this. You you taking this soapbox stance so hard? If that is the message that's being delivered. That's one of the things that sticks with Disney is like, OK, you can throw your rocks at the ivory tower if you are not, I guess, considered the ivory tower to some. You know what I mean? You, you got to be careful and tread. I, I just I, I worry about that, like sneaking Ooh. these type of messages. It, well, it feels forced from what Doug is telling me in this movie. The message, the delivery of it feels kind of forced or it could be missed altogether. Like there's no in between. Well, and here's the other part of it that I think is I think makes me nervous is that like. 
for a long people, people for a long time lately, we've heard the phrase like, oh, if you go woke, you go broke. Like that's, yeah, right. that's what's going to happen. And what makes me really nervous is like, you have to execute perfectly yeah. for some of yeah. these things or otherwise they're, they're right. right but for right. the wrong reason, like right. the fact that this had a poor opening weekend and over a holiday weekend and it mm -hmm. should have done well. It's a Disney movie over a holiday weekend. Think about the other ones onward shit. Mm -hmm. Toy story debuted on a Thanksgiving back in 1996. So like, those are all things that came out on Thanksgiving. This should be a home run for them, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it wasn't makes you kind of go like, and if you have a, a person of a person of color in the lead, you like, you have to execute these things. You have to do them the right way. Or otherwise they're going to say like, Oh, you made it a black lead. Oh, oh and you made it about standing up to authority and oppression. Well, go woke, go broke. Like yeah. it's just, it. I hate it. I hate I mean, it. I do. I do worry. I do worry about this stuff because I, I want the media I see to like reflect like my life or like absolutely to, relate to it. And absolutely. I do worry that their folks will see these types of movies and they'll be like, oh, they're not they're not safe or like one mm -hmm. didn't do well. We'll just have to go back to like the sure thing. And we get like, you know, Frozen 5, which is fine. Right. You know, I we get Frozen it, 3 you know. and 4, which have yeah. already been greenlit, yeah. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, and I, I just, I do worry about it though. And I don't, yeah. I wish I had a more intelligent way to describe it. But like, yeah, like this movie sounds like something I want to see, but based on the execution of it, like it sounds really clumsy. But that doesn't mean I don't want to see something else like this. Right. Like, I really love another iteration right. of this. Yeah. Just, and I also hate that, like, if it doesn't perform well, week one of box office, then it's like, oh, we don't get things yeah. like this for a while. Like, that's what I do get worried about, though. Yeah, so, I, you know, I that's just something I think about. And I, I mean, also, you know, I, I didn't see any marketing for this, so I have no idea how they marketed this. I don't think I don't, they, don't think, I don't they, think they that did. they did. I don't think that they could or that they did. That's the other I, thing is the 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 strike yep. does play a part in all of this. That's true. Still, yeah. like that came out on that end. Just because the strike ended does not mean that. Like we all know that trailers production and um and promotion. I'm sorry, promotion stuff that goes out mm -hmm. months in advance. Like you have to plan. It's not like yeah, strike yeah. is over. Unleash the flutes with all the damn promotion and marketing. Like no, that's that's not how. It, so. This is the triple effects of the strike and the pandemic. And it's a bunch of other things like this maybe sounds like it should have went directly to streaming and it would have performed like Blue Beetle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. That's I'm confused. I'm going to have to. We'll have to revisit this when it comes out and the two of you get a chance to see it. Oh, so. it's going to be a good time. All yeah, right. Good time. Sounds good. Um, what I will say. You go ahead. Before we go. Make sure that if you're watching with us right now, um, you still have time to sign up for the Patreon. That Patreon helps an independent podcast. We're going to do a bonus episode over there of Money Planes. If you mm -hmm. sign up for the Patreon, um, you can watch it live with us over there, but everybody else will not get this episode for another two to three weeks, maybe not until next year, honestly, because we're coming up on our um, end of season four. Going into season five, we have um, some big things planned for season five. We, we are only getting better. Um, Chemistry is only getting better. Guys are only getting better. Um, 10K is approaching probably when you hear this episode we'll hit 10k we'll do some type of special episode. if you are listening to us if you listen to us on a regular and would like to submit a video um you can submit a video to our email um films in black and white or you know nope. send it to film, our films in black white 
at gmail.com. Oh, okay. So don't do that. Shoot us a DM on our socials at Films in Black and White on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and uh, <laughs> we're also on Threads too as well of how much you enjoy the pod or what you enjoy about the pod or send it to, send it to us in messages. Um, we'd love to hear your responses, but 10K is on the way. We love you all dearly. That's all I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, gentlemen, anything that you all would like to plug this week? Hey, folks, go check out my wife's decoration shop on Etsy. It's called Color Me Confetti, all one word. Go to Etsy and in the search bar, all one word, Color Me Confetti. We'll also have a link in the episode description. Brian, where uh, is the... Oh, Jesus Christ. Right there. <laughs> Color Me Confetti. <laughs> I was like, where okay, You got the Chiron. You got okay. it. You got it. Uh, Marcus. Make sure you follow the mantra, never offended, always humble, or Noah for short. Um, go ahead and get yourself some Noah gear using a link in my bio on all of my socials, Marcus J. Destin. Uh, buy yourself a shirt, buy yourself a hoodie, buy yourself a hat. We got aprons. We got all types of stuff over there. So buy yourself some goodies for the holiday season. Um, also make sure that you go listen to some Soul Tie. That's S-O-U-L-T-Y-E, uh, one of the uh, artists underneath our Unmatched Records label. And then I am also working on my next project that is currently titled Big Fella. Um, and so like that is going to be really fun um really working on that because that's what my granddad calls me uh calls me big fella and so i'm um, you know we are going to be i'm working on that project right now as we speak a lot of good music on the way title may change depending on how i feel about it but it's a good time but whatever you do follow the mantra never offended always humble big fella is what harper jokingly refers to me as that's so she'll uh, be sitting there and she'll be like can i get some milk there big fella and i'm that like that is her <laughs> So that is how I'm definitely calling the album Big Fella now. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, for me, share us with a friend or a family member. Uh, you know, if you enjoyed listening to this and you feel like there's somebody else you know about who uh, it's the gift that doesn't cost you anything. Like, so give the gift of films in black and white. Share us with a friend or a family feeling particularly generous and you'd like to sign up and join our paddy family um, or name tbd later um go to patreon.com slash films in black and white and sign up for one of our tiers there you get to watch one of the fun bonus episodes that we're going to do here right after we got a few bonus episodes over there too we did some music mm -hmm. reviews Mm -hmm. And then we did the middle of the strike. Pieces. There were a lot of music yeah, reviews. There was a lot Very of music. There was a yes. lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, we have a three-step process to success. Brian, what is our first step? Hey folks, read a book. I know you have time coming off coming up. So take some time off. Read a book. Absolutely. That's it. Simple as that. Uh Marcus, what is our second step? Hey, make sure you drink some water. If you put your tongue out your mouth when you're brushing your teeth and it look white as hell, that means you are dehydrated. Go ahead, drink some water. If you are pissing and it almost knocks you out, it smells like ammonia, that means you need to drink some water. So go ahead, drink some water. Absolutely. And my step is, hey, look, the holidays are approaching us. You're about to be around with a lot of folks celebrating the holiday season. Don't give the gift of stank ass. Wash your ass with some soap and some water. Wash your legs. Wash your body. But most importantly, Wash your ass because it's wash, important. Wash your legs. Wash your legs. You gotta wash, wash your legs. Yeah. Um, y'all are just letting the water run down and you're not scrubbing. That's and not good. Don't do that. Um, that does it for this week's episode of Films in Black and White. We have a very special episode next mm, week that mm. we are excited to share with you all. But in the meantime and the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. Meet you on the Patreon. Catch us on the patty. 10K. 10k, 10k, 10k. 10K. 10K.